Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the show, The Big Show. Another edition of the 3BY Mystery Podcast Tour. We are coming to you from the front cab, front of the cab of a big white recording studio that's moving down the road. So if you hear kind of iffy sound quality, that's because we have to do a lot of processing to get rid of all the road noise. This old farm truck is kind of loud. So, welcome to the show. And here we're going to start talking about another mystery topic. We call it mystery topics because my co-host, Spice. I'm Spice. Does not know the subject of the podcast, but that never has stopped her from spouting off. <laughs> so, she shall be spouting. Ready to spout? Sure. What shall I talk about today? Today we're going to talk about shopping. Ah, now I have nothing to say. <laughs> At hole-in-the-wall places. Because and now you do. Folks, Salty is an expert shopper. He is amazingly good at finding just what's needed at good prices. And spending her money. I am not so much. I'm a bad shopper, and I don't like it. So I do little of a shopping. Having said that, we sometimes shop together at some of the most hole-in-the-wall, off-the-beaten-path. Some of them are actually decent uh, uh, stores as far as the, you know, lighting and fixtures and cleanliness. And Some of them are near, 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 near. And we're not going to mention the... Let's just say we were somewhere today when... I wasn't sure if some of the things they were there were what they were going to use to ring us up, or if they were the antiques they were trying to sell. Right. I wasn't sure. But it's still a place where we were able to get the kind of supplies and materiel that would help us in our prepping quest. Exactly what we needed for cheap. And it wouldn't even be available at the big box stores. No. And even if it were, they'd have trouble telling you the history of the used items. Whereas, we know exactly what the history of these four water barrels that we just bought. Food safe barrels. They weren't water barrels. They were, in fact, margarita, margarita mix barrels. barrels. <laughs> One of them, in particular, was black cherry margarita mix. Because it says right on it, black cherry margarita, margarita mix. There we so, go. So we know these are where our barrels came from. So, he offered to grab us one with a gallon or two still left in it if we wanted to have a party tonight, but somehow we declined that. Yeah, and besides, it's the mix. It's not the actual booze. I now remembered what I wanted to buy. But it's too late, because we're not going that way. Okay. We were talking about stopping at the big box grocery store on the way home, but we're not going to, because it's too late. So I can live without it. I can live without most things. Water, air, and food. And spice. Roll with it. Roll with it. And spice. Okay. <laughs> Moving right along, pressing right along. So we're here today to talk about some of the hole-in-the-wall places we go to to shop. Now, we've already done one about one of the most excellent Mennonite stores around. And that's on the uh, that's on our website now, but they're certainly not 
the only outstandingly cool stores that we have. Around. How do you find these places? How do you find these places? What do you, what should you expect? Where do you look? Um, let's start today talking about, uh, and I don't think it would offend the pe- the person who runs the 10-mile store to say that it is somewhat rustic. <laughs> First of all, it's in 10 miles. What does that mean? What, is, what, is, what do you mean 10 mile? What's 10 mile? Uh, 10 mile is quote unquote a town in Missouri. I would tell you in the to northern part of the state. Google it, but Google may or may not know where 10 mile oh, is. Google will know for, where 10 mile is. Well, Absolutely. Google knows where Sydney is, so it probably knows where 10 mile is. knows where Milltown is. It knows where um, you name it. It knows it. It knows where Cherry Box is. You Both can, houses? You can Google <laughs> Cherry Box. Leonard. It knows where Leonard is. It knows where Worthington is. You know, so. It even knows where Forest. What is it? Uh, Forest. Uh, Forest Green is. I had to stop. And th- I, I couldn't even remember. Salty you know, barely knows where it Forest knows Green is. where Kenwood is. So, okay. Ten mile. <laughs> ten mile. How'd you find the place in ten mile that could sell us the food safe barrels? I got even. Ten mile even has two paved roads going to it. So, yeah, it's kind of rural, but it's not that rural. Yeah, I was actually, I went on to... Uh, the Facebook, and yes, I'm one of those heathens that uses the Facebook. I went on to the Facebook, and I went into their marketplace, because I'm looking to pick up some more water barrels. We're running short on water barrels. Well, we're not running short on water barrels. We're just developing additional needs. Yeah, we're expanding our storage. And, (coughs) excuse me, we all, so... Bottom line is, um, I went on there and I bought these barrels, or wanted to buy barrels, and I noticed there was a guy at the 10-mile store, which I had thought was closed. If you have ever seen the 10-mile store, and you haven't. The town is pretty much closed. Yeah, the town is is pretty much closed. Uh, There's like one very, very dilapidated house and the 10-mile store. Now, I occasionally go through 10 Mile when the roads are, you know, basically we get a lot of bridges out here and there. And 10 miles away, you can get from one side of the the area to the other side of the area without having to cross a low water area. So that's kind of a big deal in our part of the, the world. You have to know where all the ridge roads run because there's a lot of flooding. So I've been through 10 Mile from time to time. And I was shocked to find that the 10 Mile store is open from 10 to 5. On Saturdays. And so I contacted the guy who, who runs the place, or I guess he owns the place. And he, he's like, oh, yeah, I got all kinds of water barrels. We're good. I mean, they're, they're previous food barrels. And they're in good condition. And they are. These are these things look, look new. Yeah, they were nice. They're and really he nice. had a good selection. So, anyway, long story short, uh... We came down and, you know, we looked at uh, looked at those. We looked at the, 
the bigger containers that we might end up buying some one of these days, but not today. And we walked around inside the store, Eddie. It is a, um, what were the words you would be looking for? Unimproved antiques. Unimproved antiques. They actually are antiques. They're not just old junk. Yeah. And w- but they are in the condition of something that's been sitting around unloved for a long time. Yeah. And, and, and uh, so I took some pictures. And you can see the pictures that, in the article that runs with this. But interestingly, this place also sells stuff by the pallet. And... Dog it's food. Just all kinds of stuff by the pallet. If you're trying to stock for your dog, prep for your dog, picking I've, up a pallet of dog food would probably be the thing. Right. And they, they have fencing, they have water barrels, they have steel barrels, they have all kinds of of stuff that they've purchased that is um, basically reuse items. Excuse me while I take a drink. In fact, we're, we're driving home and we're driving back through 10 Mile. We have looked at some similar water barrels at farm and home type stores. Not like the ones we actually bought, but like, like some we were considering today. And his prices were about 20% of the new list price. Right. And, and they're, they're great barrels. I mean, these are really nice looking barrels. And... I took a bunch of pictures of the 10 miles. Oh, we got somebody. Are they broken down in 10 mile? You know you're in trouble when you're broken down in 10 mile. We have blinkers in front. Let's see if they're doing okay. Let's pause, though. Sorry about that. We had somebody who was stopped in the middle of the road with her flashers on. I was, we were just making sure she was doing okay. Turns out she was just being weird. So She waved us on, so she must not need help. And she turned off and no idea what she was doing. Not my worrying. So we're heading up the road, and we're going up a road Spice has never been on before. Woohoo! Woo! It's got like, a nice root cellar there. I'd like one. I like taking her places. Now this is this country around here is prepper central. Yeah, you can tell there's a lot of people who are not interested in um, day by day supply store living. And a lot of Amish. A lot of Amish. I mean, every yep. other house here is Amish, which is good. A lot of Amish, lots of big gardens, lots of unique constructions that they have built to handle particular problems. Big orchards. Yeah. Lots of houses built by people themselves and not, you know, commercially done. <clears throat> houses. Lots of cabins. Uh, screened porches so you can sleep in the cool. Uh, we're in Macon County at the moment heading north, and Macon County is one of the top hunting areas in the nation. It is amazing. And they have more Sputnik water towers than just about anybody else. (laughs) We call them Sputnik water towers because they look like the Sputnik. Which, by the way, we have been to the very spot that uh, Sputnik crashed. We did. When it came back to Earth, it crashed in Menominee, Wisconsin. And right in the middle of the high, boom, that's the second bird. Second bird today. Wow. They're choosing poorly. We're not speeding even. No, I'm doing 45 miles an hour. Yeah. Yeah. It's not good. Well. Anyway. Uh, so, yeah, we've driven right over, ridden our bicycles, actually, to be fair, right over the spot where Sputnik has crashed. But that does not have anything to do with hole-in-the-wall stores. 
Um, there's another kind of hole in the wall. I mean, this, this is how I found this place. I found it on social media. I contacted the guy to make sure he was going to be there. He was there. I got the stuff. We're good. And we got it at a, at a great price. Uh, when you pay, shop at a hole-in-the-wall store, prepare to pay cash money. And we're also, we're always, some of the hole-in-the-wall stores are not actually, like I said, hole-in-the-walls, but they're, they're non-traditional. We keep coming back to Amish and Mennonite stores. There's a great Amish store in southern Iowa, uh, right outside of uh, Milton. No, not Milton. It's outside of uh, Bloomfield. Yeah, they're on Highway 2. And it's an Amish-owned store. And it has got just some of the best prices you will ever find on the planet. I mean, it's in they prices on the ingredients, not the pre or post processed stuff. For example, we were we were looking at uh, fifty pound bags, fifty pound bags of rolled oats, ready to go and get set up to prep, ready to put in your buckets. 20 bucks for 50 pounds of oatmeal. Do you know how many meals is in 50 pounds of oatmeal? And we we bought a little bag of it just to check it out, and it was just as good as any other oatmeal. You could get either the uh, rolled oats or the quick oats or the old-fashioned version. So you can get whatever you want. If you go for the individual envelopes, of, uh, maple and brown sugar, whatever flavor... Those things were priced way higher than they would be in a box store. Right. The pre-processed stuff is higher, but the bulk stuff, the canning stuff, and the do-it-yourself supplies are amazingly cheap. So that's a place to look. Uh, How about the outlet store? The which? Compton's. Compton's. Yeah, we were just in Compton's, too. We were in Macon. And that road, by the way, goes over to... uh, that's that road that ends up in the uh, gravel road. So if you take that road back, you get you end up at uh, uh, Hagger's Grove. Just letting you know. Because <clears throat> we went past up. I was just telling her where that road goes. This one doesn't. <laughs> yeah. Compton's? Compton's. Compton's is kind of a weird combination. It's a hole-in-the-wall store. It's, it's actually in the old Macon tote. Toastmaster factory. It's an old factory that's been converted into a furniture store slash salvage store. And Compton's is one of these stores that they do two or three different things. First of all, they do sell brand new furniture. They have a more upscale furniture outlet. Um, And then they have the damaged furniture outlet where they sell, you know, Scratched and dented. And you can get really good prices on scratched and dented furniture. And it's a great place to buy things like uh, refrigerators for a fraction of the price. And you got um, um, basically truckload, train lo- trainload salvage, where you know either a store has sold off the remaining part of its inventory, uh, salvaged from a truck 
turning over. Uh, who knows where they get this stuff? So you never know what's going to be there on yeah. any given day. Right. And there's salvage stores all over the country. They also have their own little business here as they bring in pallets and pallets and pallets of their own branded like dishwashing soap and five laundry gallon detergents, five-gallon buckets. buckets, or you can actually buy them by the barrel for industrial customers. They, and they sell the pumps and things that go with the larger containers. Right. And when you buy, like, laundry detergent and dishwashing soap by the five-gallon bucket, it is a fraction of the price. So if you're going to prep a bunch of that anyway... Why not get you might as well prep one bucket and be done with it. That's right. It's also highly concentrated stuff, so you get a lot for not much prep. And, and that supports one thing that is often under-prepped, in my opinion, which is hygiene. Right. We should probably actually buy a bucket sometime of dishwashing liquid, just simply because it is so good at killing germs. And it is so useful for all kinds of stuff. Uh, for example, washing out water barrels. It's really good for that. <laughs> it's could it's, often be used as a mild in, insecticide, too. Yes. When uh, you're having trouble with pest issues. In your garden, lots of people use uh, dishwashing liquid as gardening supplies. If you hear whistling, that's, that's our... Uh, that's just the old truck door. That's just the old truck noise. Sorry about it's that. It's a wind direction indicator. Yeah. So, yeah, it's getting to be a pretty good whistle there. Sorry about that. So, anyway, long story short. Salvage um, stores. Hmm? You can uh, find out one in your area, and if you stop by them now and again, you'll find a lot of different stuff. It tends to be very cheap, and they tend to have some, some different things that might be prepper useful, but you wouldn't find in a Walmart or something like that. No. And, you know, we're, we've, we've been, we pretty much know where all of these are. We pretty much know where every single one of these stores in our area is because each of them have strengths and weaknesses. Like, for example, Compton's, you can always count on getting the, the big cleaning supplies in five-gallon buckets. Uh, the Mennonite store uh, that's near us, you can always count on them having the best prices for seeds and for, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Growing seeds in the winter and the... Sprouting. Sprouts. Yeah, they've always got fresh sprouting supplies. It's cheap. Way cheaper yeah, than buying it Yeah, that's on one thing that is flying. often really, really upticked in price because they're going for the um, rich yuppie market or something. But apparently it's considered actual food by the Mennonites because they price it like actual food. Much cheaper. It's about a quarter of the cost as I see the same seeds. At uh, more upscale grocery stores. And I'll repeat something I've said many times, but I want to keep repeating it because I want to to, to knock this home on people who just, I, I want you to really get this. Oh, we're going to gravel. I've never been down this road before, so I really don't know where it goes. Oh, we went to gravel. Um, you don't buy products that the Amish have made. You go and shop for the ingredients at the stores they shop at. Yeah, they're no fools. They don't price they don't underprice their own labor. They just don't want 
aren't taking their neighbors on the raw materials. So the raw materials are very reasonably priced, and the produced goods are, I'm not going to say they're overpriced, but they're not underpriced either. There's a lot of labor that goes into a lot of those yes. goods, too. So yes. And a lot of knowledge and skill. And, and their yes, quality. even love. Oh, so, I have, I've been down this road before. Yeah, I know that. I'm I not where this goes. saying anything against their produced goods, except they're not particularly cheap. I had just forgotten I've been down this road before. But now I remember it. So, yeah. So you got your salvage stores. You got your uh, Mennonite and Amish stores. You got your hole-in-the-wall, just strange little stores there for no particular reason. Yeah, don't be afraid to search other avenues outside of the normal advertising venues to find these places. Because you would never have found the store at 10 Mile if you looked in the way most people look to buy things. I'll be honest. I've driven past that store probably 15 times. I did not realize that it was still open. Because it's only open on Saturdays. It's only open for a few hours. And when you see the pictures that I've taken of the store, you will understand why I did not realize it was still open. (laughs) It is crazy. Somebody clearly had some stuff stored there, but it didn't look like an active store at all. Yeah, we get a lot of that. A lot of that uh, where people have things up. They buy these old store buildings, and they... um, store things in them, like antiques and stuff like that, because it's much cheaper. People come out in the country, these antique dealers. In fact, we've got three or four in the town that we live in. These antique dealers, they come out into the country and they buy antiques at auctions and whatnot. And it's much cheaper to buy a twenty-five, thirty thousand dollars dollars four-story, three-story building in an old town that nobody cares about that's been closed for 20 years. And stuff that thing full of their antiques than it is to try and store it in a town where real estate actually is worth something. So as you're driving through old towns, if you ever wonder why you're seeing all these old store buildings full of antiques that aren't open, that's what it is. It's it's antique dealers and collectors are stuffing. Uh, We've got one building that I have seen the interior of it's actually owned by a local that it's amazing the amount of really high quality antiques that are stored in that building i'd say the building itself if it were ever to come onto the open open market since it has a decent roof on it would probably sell for 25 to thirty thousand dollars i'll bet it's got half a million dollars worth of antiques in it I, I'm telling you that building has half a million dollars of antiques. Most but you of the, never know. Uh, you would never know from the security outside. for the really valuable antiques. It's kind of like the end of the Indiana Jones movies, where they take the Ark of the Coven- Covenant and they bury it in this giant warehouse full of old junk nobody cares about. It's pretty much like that, because yeah, there's some really nice stuff in there, but there's also a whole bunch of not very nice stuff. 
And unless you're the guy who packed everything in there, you don't know what's what. You don't know if there's anything valuable in there at all. Yeah, speaking of, of Indiana Jones and military government warehouses, that's another outlet for um, some great bargains, and it's a non-traditional store, is the, is the military outlet stores. Now, they're not nearly what they used to be. In the past, the uh, especially after World War II and the Korean War, when they were totally revamping the military, you could get some really kicking stuff out of a military surplus store. It was my favorite place in the world to go in the 80s. I loved going to military surplus stores. Then they got expensive. Yeah, then they got expensive. And then there's one more type of hole-in-the-wall store that isn't a hole-in-the-wall store because it's a big-box store. But they have a hole-in-the-wall section. And you'll see this from time to time. And it's kind of weird. Um, in there's a, there's a fairly large chain of stores in northern Iowa, southern Minnesota, Wisconsin, I think, in the northern states of the central region called Mills Farm Fleet. Ah, yes. And mostly they are a traditional big box farm store. But if you go into some, you go into the sections where you get into their surplus stuff, it gets really weird. Yeah. I mean, it gets really, really strange. Because most of the stuff in the store is brand new stuff. But over in the uh, weapons and camping section among the new stuff, they have a bunch of uh, military surplus and bizarre things, like from a whole bunch of different nations. Yeah, the Czechoslovakian field ration kits are one of my favorite. Because you just open them up and you look at them and go, what? Is this even food? How does this work? Why would they do this? They eat out of that? It's really fascinating stuff. So that's another non-traditional. But as a small, smaller human being, a lot of the other nations apparently run towards smaller soldiers than the U.S. does. Because yes. when shopping U.S. military surplus, I have real trouble finding anything in my size. But I often find things in my size when shopping... A, German or Slovak or uh, British. wherever else. Yeah, British. So, yeah, cool. Just We're just letting you know that some of these hole-in-the-wall shops have really fantastic, some of the best preps we have come from these. And as we're driving home with four barrels, and... The, the most expensive part of the trip may end up being the gas to get there. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, anyway. It's a case of we'd been looking for water-safe barrels for a long time before we fa- actually found any because we started out looking in the traditional kinds of places for them. And they either weren't available or they were silly expensive. And only when he started looking in non-traditional spots did we find what we need and find really good prices on what we needed. So, Preppers yeah. have some non-traditional needs. And so we we just, it's just don't be hung up. Don't be hung up. 
Is it possible we ended up at Cherry Box? Is that possible? Sure. Been here. This is my road. I've biked this road. I it is! We're down. in Cherry Box! How about that? And only three miles from Leonard. How about that? But we're not going through Cherry Box. Because <laughs> that's the long way. It okay. used to have one of those Con- hole-in-the-wall stores, but it's closed now. Country road driving etiquette. Or not etiquette. Country road driving. Know where you're going and what direction where you're going is and always pay attention to the direction you're going. For example, we know we wanted to go north and east from Macon to go towards our next des- destination, Right. So we get onto roads and, you know, we're driving. Okay, we're going to go north and east. And really doesn't matter what road we take out of the country, as long as it goes either north or east. And doesn't start to have a grass median between right. the that's right when and you, left That's when you were. Yeah, you go from, you go from uh, paved road, and you got to know your county, too. You know, a county like Macon County, they're really into all of a sudden just turning paved roads into gravel. They, just, that's, they do it all the time. Um, but you go towards there, and it turns into gravel, but it's a well-traveled gravel. You don't worry about it, okay? But then that gravel, you, you, hit, a, you hit an intersection. One road is well-traveled, and the other one's got grass in it. Even if the one that has is well-traveled is going in the wrong direction, take it. Yep. Stay away from the grass. You'll come to intersections that are badly marked or unmarked. You'll come to intersections that have uh, the old-style road signs that don't match what your GPS told you you'd be looking for. And you'll get to places where the GPSs are just flat wrong. Yeah, they have, because they're less accurate out on oh, these Yeah, a lot of, a lot of those roads, roads are in the GPS aren't there. I see that all the time. The roads, they're, they're on the map. But they're not actually there. Somebody owns the right-of-way for them, probably, but they haven't bothered to maintain them. So, anyway, just some tips. So, we hope you got something out of this non-traditional store podcast, and we'll catch you the next time.